<laughs> hey! <Yeah>. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. That's good. Thank you. So, you share a job with Dale. Most of the long-term listeners to the podcast know Dale. And he did an episode already where we talked quite a bit about his experience in the corrections department. So I don't know if we want to just go over similar shit that Dale talked about, unless you think that you have a different take or a different perspective on it that he might have. So that's kind of up to you. Well, how did, uh, what did, what all did Dale say? Cause it was very different for me versus what he when he started. Cause when I how first long? met for Micah, like it was like, I think five months into his career and I became a, uh, a rookie trainee and Matt, your boy was soft. I was soft. <laughs> I over here respecting guys and everything and walked on like it was nothing. Hey, here comes for Micah. Hey man, take that do rag off. No. All right, fuck you. Take it off now. Oh, okay. So he does kind of seem like this was a job that, not that he was made to do, but that he was very able to just walk into and just be himself, a straight up ass. Yeah, yeah. Oh, can I cu- can I cuss on this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I should have asked that the first time. Because I think I brought that up with Dale before that it doesn't seem like it bothers him. It doesn't seem like he comes home and got his feelings hurt. And if it was me, I feel like it would either I would never get used to it or it would take me like four or five years to build up like a tough skin to it. So you came in and you feel like you were super soft. Oh, I was, man. I didn't feel I was super soft. I was. Like, when, I, when a guy is different, because at the age I started, it was about, it's five years now. Um, I was 19 when I first started, and my first Holy encounter shit. with the inmate, yeah. Was that my your first, first encounter? Was this your first job? No, my first job, man, was Little Caesars. I did <laughs> not want to be in the Department of Corrections. <laughs> okay, let's let's start there, then. How do you go from... Little Caesars to prison. I went from Little Caesars to Marco's Pizza to okay. Domino's Pizza, and I became okay. a manager at Domino's. But I quit. I quit all that stuff when I was having my first child, Luana. Okay. Because you know, twelve dollars seems like a lot when you're by yourself and just graduated high school. But man. Kyle. Kyle, are you listening? <coughs> Kyle better be listening to this shit. Have you heard was, have was, you heard the news? I saw the news. Okay, I didn't want to believe okay, I thought he was pranking. Okay. So I didn't, I didn't like it because I, I don't want to be like one of those guys to get juked by him. Like, yeah, look at you dumbasses. <laughs> like in my posts and shit. But I got into the Department of Corrections because it was either the DOC or Amazon. And I applied oh. for both of them at the same time. And the DOC got to me first. And it paid more and gave me more days off, depending if I was on the shift or, uh, yeah, depending on what shift I was on. I think you made the right choice. Yeah, I think I made the right choice, too, because it broke me out of my shell hard, especially when you hang out with someone like Micah or Dale. 
and Bat Norman because I was um I wasn't like them. I wasn't the guy to be like, Yeah, man, fuck you and then make you say, All right, fuck you, what's up? And I'll just be like, Oh, okay. I wouldn't I wouldn't even do anything <laughs> like that. I wouldn't say things like that. I just respect them like the guy the men they are. But the the more I respect to them, the more they saw they can walk over me. And then they brought out asshole Hernandez to an extent where I just tell them to shut the fuck up, get on my face, or eat a dick and stuff like that. What's why is any of that necessary? Like how does the dude in the cage take advantage of the free dude that's just at work? Like in what in what situation does you being nice to them come back to hurt you? Because you you want to be nice to them and there's policies you have to abide by to it. So for instance, like one of the policies or the institutional orders is like you gotta have one door open at a time. And I really didn't know if they were cousins or not. So like one of the times where I used to be like respectful to them, they'd be like, Oh yo, can I go to the other side and talk to my friend or my cousin because uh his brother just passed away and then find out that he's actually just a gang affiliated guy and just trying to push him some weight contraband around. Oh, and you, and, him, and you let him have, yeah, yeah. I would just, I would just let him do it. It's like, you know, you know, you're right, man. I'm sorry, bro. Like I, you know, family comes first. Now all that shit just done out the window. How long do you, would you say that it, Oh, let me start a different question. Are you the same personality that you were five years ago? No. Or it's changed, <laughs> no, it's very, changed very, you all the way through? Very, very changed guy now. Um, since I, I've been like with Formica and Van Norman a lot in this career, honestly, I didn't see myself as a sergeant. But then I made it because I proved myself and I just don't take no shit from anybody. And it's just, it all, it all depends on who you hang out with. Cause if you hang out with the people that call out 24 seven, be like, yo, like you want to hang, you want to call out tomorrow? Yeah, sure. Why the fuck not? And they, they do things like that. But you be, you have people like Dale and Ben Norman that you can look forward to going to work with, starting shit with and just fucking with them or just hanging out with them at work. It's not, a job anymore it's just more like a play place on the inside but they don't know about that i I, quote-unquote professionalism right yeah i don't know if i've ever heard i mean dale said some things that didn't necessarily like surprise me because of who he is but he's never referred to it as a place he goes to just hang out and have a good time but i guess that it's good that you can see your job that way yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I just go to work and be like, you know what? It ain't gonna be a bad day, it ain't gonna be a bad day unless Van Omar from my ain't there, or both of them ain't there. Has it, has the job been a motivating factor in you lifting weights and going to the gym, or have you been doing that your whole life? In in a small in a small way. Well, no, the gym really happened like a year into my career. And me and Van Norman started getting close, closer. And I started going to the gym with Van Norman. I used to be a fat boy. I used to be a fat fuck. Okay, how big? 
like, man, like 275. Okay. So straight, still straight diabetes. Than, still smaller than Dale. Yeah. Well, for my case, shorter too. What was your process? Did you lose the weight first and then start the gym shit? Or did you just start lifting weights and just lost weight slowly? Uh, I started with like a eating habit first with the dieting thing. Couldn't find out white rice is very bad for you. So and then I got into the gym thing. And then just working with the DOC with it too. Like if you know you have to work 12 hours, you can bring as many meals you need for the day versus like, and and the same thing for like eight hours, Monday through Friday kind of stuff. Yeah, that's structure. The jobs I've had where you get like those specific breaks, specific times every day, that routine really helps that become like second nature. It's like, oh, I got 15 minutes. I got to eat lunch break. Got to eat second break. I'm going to eat something. It's like, it just gives you something to do for that. Like you have a 30 minute lunch and you only get it once within the 12 hours and you only get it once within eight hours. But the thing is like when you're on a 12 hour shift, you're able to sit on a post and you can eat your food there because it'd be a microwave. So that's where they always tell people to bring their food. Do you remember how much weight you lost just by the diet change before you started doing any kind of activity shit? Um, with my salad diet, which is like strictly greens, no carbs or anything. When I first found out I was diabetic, I did lose a lot of, a lot of weight because when I first found out I was diabetic, I was a size 42 and I actually got down to a size 34 in the span of nine months. And I got off my insulin that time too. And I'm, I'm not on it no more either. That's awesome. And that was just from the diet. Yeah, that was uh, just from the diet. And I and I found a liking to powerlifting. I still have yet to get a um, powerlifting license or registration, whatever you want to call it. But I really want to get into that sport, but I'm trying to get my body used to like doing heavy stuff like that. So that's more your goal now. Yeah, I mean, I mean and besides, look like you without the dreads. <laughs> Can you grow hair and you just choose to shave it? Or are you <laughs> oh, I could grow a hair, but it'll okay. be a boy. <laughs> Man, this, I, got a, I got a McDonald's arch on my head. <laughs> I look better bald. You care a little bit about how you look, but mostly you just want to do the heaviest possible weight you can for one rep? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, I'm still focused on the weight loss, but, but not when I was training with Travis Ortmeyer, like that dieting was so strict and I stuck by it to the bone. So like every two weeks I'll get like, um, a cheat meal with him. And man, when I cheated, bro, I cheated with that thing. Yeah. 900. Oh, not, not 900, like 90 bucks or almost 90 bucks at one spot just for me. Cause man, I was like, yo, I'm about to eat fat. Cause it's worth it. Did he have you eating? <laughs> To lose weight, or did he have you eating to get stronger? He had me eating to build metabolism. Okay. And it was, oh, man, that first week, that was a struggle bust, dude. How much, how many calories were you doing a day? Uh, the, the, like, the calories, I don't, I didn't really calculate it through the, the calories. I calculated through, like, um, a measuring system for him. 
I didn't care about the, the calories of it. If he said to put one protein with a veggie, six ounces of protein with one cup of veggies, I did it with one um, tablespoon of peanut butter. Okay. And within like that 14 weeks, man, bro, that was like a phenomenal change in me. And I, I saw my myself cutting a lot. And then now I'm just, you know, they say I got thick with two C's, but I don't see thick. I see fire. I mean, I don't care. Your boy can still lift heavy. Not as heavy as you, though. You always... <laughs> I feel like every time I see you, you bring that up. Oh, because I'm scared of you, like... man. You're low-key your low motivation, too. <laughs> like, I don't care whatever your friends say. Like, oh, Sean ain't that bad. Yeah, no, nah, fuck that. Did you track your lifts before you started with him? compared to when you finish i did i did it from a powerlifting stance and then incorporating it into a strongman stance you know what i mean right yeah so did you do some like, of that strongman shit were you lifting rocks and pulling cars the, and shit the thing about like working out for like your strongman stuff the gym doesn't have all the equipment no. you need no. And that, you know, it the closest gym that I could find that could really help me with the strongman stuff is like 30 minutes away from me. And it really wasn't worth it. So I try to make do with the gym I have now. But it's kind of hard when you have to do like your um, your um, a push press with a neutral grip. You have to use the barbell and just try to put weight on it and power cleans are not my favorite but i I will do it because i need shoulders i need to do that you're at the same i'm at move fitness yeah i'm at move move. yeah okay so rumor rumor has it used to be a goals it used to be a goals gym yeah the one in uh the one in sand hills oh okay they don't even have a platform for that shit there do they no there's Killian. Killian's like 15 minutes away from me. They have more modern equipment too. And they have like this TRX machine where it has like all the handlebars and everything. And uh, you know what I mean? The TRX thing, it has like a lot of stuff on it that can help you. That and, used to be the gym that I, like that was my daily gym for like three years. That Killian Road one. God, that's that's a good one to go to. I like the treadmill. I don't run a lot, as you can tell. <laughs> There's... For what you're trying to do, there's there's no reason. No, there's, there's no reason not, but I just need to build cardio. So if you want to do the competition, are you trying to do a strongman competition or a powerlifting competition? I'm going to go into the powerlifting okay. thing first than uh, before uh, the strongman. Because I How- can learn a lot from the powerlifting. And strongman, they're using like boulders, using... Uh, elephant barbells and stuff and i'm like yo what the hell yeah there's a lot of investment on that shit like not just with your time but like you said gyms don't always have that so how are you gonna practice like the atlas stone thing like how do you practice that you got to go find yourself a big round stone and a pedestal and like put it in your backyard pretty much well there's one institution here in South Carolina that had Atlas stones because the Department of Corrections used to do like the powerlifting stuff just for like COs 
or uh, like something like that. One of the lieutenants were telling me about it. He actually got an award for first place like years ago. He old as dirt. He is old as dirt. Maybe you can just find yourself a big ass rock and slowly just carve it down. And then when you're yeah. done, just put it on a scale and see what it weighs. Yeah, that's more. That's a lot of investment. That's probably gonna take a couple <laughs> that's weeks. Too <laughs> yeah. that's too much right. for uh, just so just to use it for once. But hey, you win some, you lose some. I ain't gonna do that though. What did your so? What did your lifts go up? Can you remember from from pre Travis to post in that fourteen week period? So. My my lifts actually went down a lot when I was working out with Travis because I didn't have a lot of carbs and didn't have that energy I had, but I was burning a lot of fat. So okay. I saw myself leaning out, but I, I also did like a research on it. The more you lean out, you got to keep try to keep up with your your um your workout schedule because if you don't, you will lose your muscle mass or your strength yep. very quickly. And I did, so it was, um, I used to do 225, like, a lot of times, like, five times for for a set. And when I got with Travis and I started leaning out against skinny, it started going down dramatically. And it just became harder and harder to try to do 225. Now I'm back at where I'm at. It sounds um, like he had you on like a long-term plan to lean out and then build muscle. Did he get too busy or was it way too expensive to keep going? No. Yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty expensive and it was just, I love, I love the program. It was an awesome program because I felt like I could eat anything when I cheated and it wouldn't bother <laughs> me and it did it. Yeah. It does. And then, now it's just, man, I really want to get back into that because it, it, a lot of protein was in that and muscle recovery was so quick and like I didn't get as sore as I do now. But I still try to keep the same diet with uh, like without him. Like I'm eating tuna packs every two hours with a protein bar that has like five grams of protein. And then just drinking a lot of water. Like I do at work anyways, but it's just like at home, drinking water is very, very hard. For people that don't know, this dude is like a relatively well-known dude in the fitness industry. Like this isn't just like some online coach on Instagram that's like, I'll do your diet for you. Like this is, I don't know, would you say... He's a professional in the industry, but would you say that he's the celebrity? I would say, yeah. I would say that, like, he runs, he does a podcast and shit as well, right? He does, yeah. And he, um, last time I did looked him up, he he's a, I think it was like a two time or a three time world's strongest man champion for the year. Okay. And the first time I saw him, it was on because uh, I watched a lot of strongman competitions with Chelsea. We saw him in, like, we saw Ortmeier, and next to it was USA. Usually, like, a lot of the competitors are from, like, Portugal, Spain, France, um, New, uh, Mexico, Canada. It was very rare we saw someone from the United States. And the first episode I seen him in it, he actually 
won that one. Like first place in everything. And I'm like, man, who is this dude? This man out here getting bread. And a bre- and bread was achieved too. Like this man on the last one, it was um, it was like sandbag carries, where they had to run the sandbags to the uh, pick up a sandbag, run it to the truck, and run back to get it. This man dusted his opponent, and that was just ridiculous. And they come to find out this man tall as hell. I'm like Jesus Christ, I think he's like six five or something, built like a damn tank. And you just reached out to him through social media no actually i told chelsea that i wanted to get big into the strong uh, strongman corporation and she just surprised me one day with a phone call from him and i i didn't believe it at first because i was like man i i hope this is really the travis ortmeyer that i'm talking to because i was getting all girly and everything because i'm like yo i'm like a huge friend a fan of you and, like, I love all the stuff you do and all the motivations you do. I follow you on Instagram. I, I was just being a nerd to him. <laughs> but Chelsea actually uh, surprised me with with him. That's cool. That's awesome. And I have, she, she's supporting. Yeah, she supports me all the way with the, um, the weightlifting stuff. And she hates that I go to the gym and I really overdo it every time. Especially with like this month of October, because I don't know if Dale told you, but it's about that time we every October every year we do this leg press challenge. Right now, your boys in the lead with eight twenty seven for three, and I, you know I'm out here getting bread. So hopefully, for Mike is listening to this, and when he does, I want him to know that he's a chump and he would never amount to me, and his legs are noodles. <laughs> How do you get to eight twenty seven? Where are you getting the two pounds from? Are you putting those little tiny? No, we're on accounting there? for the uh, we're accounting for the uh, the weight on the machine too. Okay, the weight of the sled. Yeah. So how does the how does the total get tallied up? Is it whoever can hit? Whoever can hit the most. Weight? Yeah, the most weight. And for the like, entire month. For the uh, basically. So if you if for Mike and matches my eight twenty seven, but he does it five times right now, he would be at the lead. Okay. So if you don't, it's either more weight or more reps of gotcha. the same weight, because you can't, can't just put two twenty five or two twenty eight whatever on it and then just like knock out forty of it, be like, oh, I'm in the lead. Well, like, man, that's chump weight. Shut up. <laughs> Did you notice that you felt better? When you were following the strict Ortmeyer diet? I did, but at the same time, I was dying on the inside. Because yeah. at work, on the Saturdays that we usually work when I was on shift, there was this one guy, he ordered, he always ordered Bojangles because he had a hook up there. <laughs> and like, I'll go up to him and be like, Colb, are you ordering Bojangles Saturday? <laughs> yeah, why not? Man, fu- fuck you, Colb. Fuck you. And it's just kind of, it's kind of hard to go to the shift office and get your food that you prepared for the week. And then here comes everyone with the chick, with the chicken, the dirty rice, and the biscuits and everything, just eating right in front of you. And you have to just like get out of there just to like, man, don't break, don't break Nate, <laughs> don't break. Yeah. I think 
the when I was doing the very strict week-long diet with the one cheat meal, I think that I enjoyed that one meal more than I enjoy eating like whatever I want all week long because it feels like I get to a point where say I make all the rounds to like all the fast food places in the week. Like one day is McDonald's, one day is Wendy's, one day is Burger King. And then same thing next week. When I would take all of that away and let's say I went to McDonald's like once every two weeks and I would be like, you were saying in that mindset to like eat this shit. I'm looking forward to it. I started to get to the point where I would eat it and I'd be like, this isn't even good. Like, I don't actually even like, like this is a shit burger, but I was, I'm just in the habit. Like the more you eat it, the more you get in the habit of eating it. And your brain is like telling you that you like it. But when you remove it from your diet and just eat it like once a month, you it's realize like you don't actually thing. like it. Not, not that I ever grew to like plain chicken, broccoli and rice. Like I've never got to the point where I like eating that, but I do like the way that I don't feel lethargic. I don't feel tired and worn out. And it's crazy how even if you're following like a recommended calorie intake, but you're hitting that calorie intake by eating shitty just food. One, yeah, just one burger. Then it's I mean like man, I feel I like agree shit. because man, it was just like it was one thing that I ate when I was on that diet. And I used to love it so much. It was like the the Big Mac. So I, I ate a Big good. Mac. Yeah. Oh God, they are. But man, when you're on that diet, when you when you eat it, it's just like man, I feel like I'm about to throw up. Yeah. And but when you eat it every day, you don't. Get it doesn't that bother. Feeling. Yeah. It doesn't. It's like doesn't your body you. just gets used to it, and only once you remove it and go back to it, they're like, oh, my body's trying to tell me like not to eat this but the secret to the big mac is to get a double quarter pounder and tell them to make it like a big mac so you don't get those little tiny meat i am so glad that i am on this podcast because i never heard no ungodly shit like that before and i'm about to do that because you get the big mac but you get the little shitty patty on it you talk about a fucking cheeseburger patty on it yeah, yeah, like the little tiny meat. But if you get the double quarter pounder and say, just pretend it's a Big Mac, put the lettuce, the pickles, the onions, the sauce. Just beef up that beef. But now I got some serious protein on here. But still, the double quarter pounder always makes you feel like shit because those patties are so thick with that grease. So it's Man. not like it's a winning combo, but it's, it's a better alternative than just your normal it's, it has more meat that. more protein to it is the way i try to think about it but then you see how greasy that thing is yeah and then like two hours later you gotta run to the bathroom and pay some bills it's crazy how 
like you're aware of that feeling that you get. But yet when you go to take your lunch break and you see the Bojangles, even though part of you knows this is going to make me feel like shit. Part of you knows this isn't going to help you towards your goals. And part of you knows the shit doesn't even do anything. It's just there. But why do you want it? Why does that happen? It I believe really that's sense. because it's something new to your body. But <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you're eating chicken and broccoli all week and then you eat a burger, you're like, yo, this is something so good. And then you start feeling like shit. You're like, this thing's so good, but damn, it ain't even worth it anymore. There are some things that I can eat that I love eating that don't make me feel like shit. And like, uh, you can air fry chicken wings and put like some zero calorie Buffalo sauce, like that Frank's Buffalo sauce. And all you're getting, like, I guess you're getting a little bit of chicken skin, which, but it's not deep fried. So you're not getting all that shit inside it. Yeah. Yeah. Have you tried other, I guess we'll just call them diets. Like, have you tried other shit like the intermittent fasting or the paleo shit? Uh, The paleo stuff. No, I, one of my coworkers, he's actually doing it. He actually fell off of it. He didn't have the mindset for it. But isn't a paleo diet diet where nothing with uh with like vegetation like fruits, veggies, and yeah, it's like if prehistoric cave, diet, man. Yeah. yeah, 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 prehistoric diet. It's crazy how many different approaches work for different people. But then one thing will catch on with, and it'll you like it could be a close friend of yours. And you see that what he's doing is really working for him and you try to copy it and that shit just doesn't work for you. But generally speaking, like if this dude was trying to lose weight, eating one meal in the middle of the day, is not really going to help him. And I think that's what Travis was doing with you was like, eat constantly. Let's boost your metabolism up. But then with some people, like that shit doesn't work. And I wanna, they catch I'm, on to some other shit. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, Sean. I'm pretty <laughs> sure you're going to be down here in South Carolina yeah, yeah. soon. And I don't want to smoke with you, bro. Uh, my apologies, Sire. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. You're safe. The biggest thing I see with like diabetics is like whenever you do things like that, you eat before you sleep. You have um, like what feels like needles in your legs, and it's just like it takes hours for that thing to go away. Cause I've experienced that like a lot of times, and I'll probably end up going to sleep at like one in the morning and get up at six. I'm like, man, what the hell? I didn't get a lot of sleep. And it's if just like the same thing for like soon before you lay down. Yeah, like something happens where the blood like leaves your legs or something. Uh, I don't, I don't know what it is, but it's very, it's it's a very known uh, common thing in diabetics. Like if you eat before you go to bed, 
you have like a restless leg syndrome is what it's called. Okay. Like I never talked to my doctors about it. I just read all about it, but it just, it happens more often. Like if I come home from a late night, eat, shower, then go to sleep, it's just like, oh, I'm up because my legs ain't letting me sleep. You, you, you have that sudden urge to twitch to try to get that feeling out of your legs. Well, that's the problem, man. You can't take a shower right before you go to sleep. That's no. your problem. You can't do it. If you take a shower, it wakes you up. And then you try to go to sleep after you just woke yourself up. I, I don't know, Sean, because like... If I take a shower... Anytime after I don't know, nine o'clock, like I'm going to be awake till three in the morning. Like really? it just does something. And like, so Joni is completely different. She says that she takes a shower. It relaxes her. She gets comfortable and tired. And it's like, well, I'm the exact opposite. Like I will generally take a shower before I go to the gym. So I'll come home from work. I'll take a shower and then I'll go to the gym and then I'll come home and take a shower again because of like, you know, get the gym sweat off, but it, it's like invigorating. So you would, you would shower after work before you go to the gym. So get your work sweat off to go get the gym sweat. (laughs) It's what you right. And then get the gym sweat off. Nah, man, I'm, if I'm a sweat man, I'm gonna go to the gym. I'm gonna change. I'm gonna work out, sweat, come home, take one clean right. shower. Do you leave work and drive to the gym? Yeah. You don't go home in between. No. The time I get off, that that road, Clemson Road, Harshgrove Road, Dude, all of it. I, is, I don't it, even want to hear about it. Don't it, remind me. Don't. It's ridiculous. Don't, let's just. That's half of the reason why I can't live there anymore. That traffic is the absolute worst. All right. Next time that you're not at work and you're at home and you're going to go to the gym on the weekend, just try it. Just go about an hour before you're going to go to the gym and take a shower, make it as hot as you can stand it and just hang out in there for like, 20 minutes and the then shower. get your shit together and go to the gym. Does it like increase you. your pump? It's gonna, it's gets, no, it just, your, it just, does it get your penis it will, hard? <laughs> what does it do? Sean? <laughs> it wakes you up and you will have a better workout. I'm telling you, sir, that's what pre-workouts for. <laughs> well, okay. Take your pre-workout in the shower. Cause you know, it takes like 20 minutes to kick in. Who so, said 20 seconds? Well, it's not 20 minutes if you're dry scooping. Uh, how do you do that, man? Through the good grace of God. Ugh. Well, I'm used to it now. When I first dry scoop, man, I was, whoo, shit. I, I choked. What's the point? You don't, you say you drink water all the time. Yeah. Why are you avoiding drinking water with your pre-workout? Well, I'll, dry scoop it and take it and chase it down with some water but it just hits why? it just why? it just hits in a different <laughs> ball game everything hits you your veins be popping your ass be popping your dick be hard like it'd be stupid 
I don't I don't want any of that at the gym. Well, you'd be like you feel like the apex predator. I really felt like I could fight anybody in that gym, but I ain't built like that towards anyone that has like your muscle mass. Have you ever tried fighting? Like control like like sports fighting, MMA or boxing or anything? I'm not fighting I'm not fighting you, Sean. No, I'm not fighting you. <laughs> Dude, I've never been in a fight in my life. Oh, okay. I'm still not fighting you. I'd like to try it. Fight for Micah. Have you been involved in any fights at work where that's actually been necessary? Or has it been pretty calm? Uh with with Bad Norman and for Micah, there's there's always some shit going on. <laughs> I mean, with the inmates, not with your coworkers. Oh no, I don't fight. I don't fight that one for Micah. But like, whenever it all together, like there's shit going on. That's that's what I'm saying. I've been involved involved with them, not with fighting, but just like defensive tactics, being offense with it, um, slamming. Would you say that it's more violent or less violent than you expected it to be when you started? Um. When I first started, it was pretty bad, man. We had like close to a thousand inmates, and now we only have like three hundred. But it was pretty bad. That's where we housed like level three inmates, and they, yo, they were off the chain. Like it kind of hurt differently too because I never heard an inmate call me a fat fuck until I pissed him off, and I. I didn't know how to take that, man. <laughs> like, it was something like he wanted to go to the library. And I was like, you missed that movement. He was like, no, nah, I didn't. And I was like, yeah, you did. Why are you going to sit here fucking argue with me? Get on my face. He didn't like that. He called me a fat fuck, chinky dude. And, and Loki kind of hurt my feelings. And I walked away. I was like, man, I didn't know how to do that. <laughs> and now I don't really bother me. They call me a fat fuck. But you're not a fat dude. It's still... Like you take offense to it. I mean, once once you become once you were fat, you're always fat. Yeah, you know, it's, a lot of people, it's, it's, it's a lot of obese head. people, will say that when they lose weight because you look in the mirror and you're like, oh yeah, look at me, I'm out here getting these gains, and you know, you just like, man, I'm I'm so fat. The gym, a lot the of gym mirror, that deal with that. Yeah, the gym mirror is different from your house mirror very different it is the lighting is different they do that shit on purpose too fucking asshole could i be thinking i'd be looking like fucking superman with the six pack and no come home to die better hernandez that's what it is so you get called chinky at work your instagram handle has chinky in it your last name is hernandez so is there a mixture of asian and hispanic or What's uh, your cultural background? From, from what I understood from Van Norman, because he actually took the time to research this, because if he listens to this, he has no fucking life. There was this whole debate <laughs> between me, Formica, and Wilson of either I was um of Spanish heritage or an Islander, Pacific Islander her- heritage. So the Spanish last name actually comes from the Spaniards conquering Guam and all the small islands back okay. a long time ago so a lot of uh, islanders they do look like mexican people but you know they're not <laughs> they're they're islanders a lot of a lot of islanders do have 
Spanish last name. Gomez, okay. Lopez, Hernandez, Martinez. So it, it, I'm 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 an Islander. <laughs> I don't know how to ask this question. Does Just that give it. you? I mean, I guess I'm looking at where it is on the map right now. Does does Chinky apply to any Asian at all? <laughs> no. Anyone from the continent <laughs> of Asia? No, uh, that I don't know. I just came up with it in middle school, to be honest. <laughs> Chinky was more or less for like, um, not Islanders, but Asian people. Like right. um, does it, it, Japan, China, it, Korea. It, it encompasses all of them. Yeah. Anyone with like really so slant if I saw eyes. Any of anybody. Okay. So it's more it doesn't seem fair. It doesn't seem fair to have would you call is this a racial slur? Is chink a racial slur or not? In in a way. No I one believe. Takes it, do people take it seriously? Like if it or does it depend on how it if someone called you that, would it depend on the context of how they were calling you that? Uh, I, it, even if you do it in like a hateful way, it really bothered me. Like if you get in your feelings and be like, you chinky bastard and be like, okay, I mean, it don't fucking bother me. Now, if you call me a fat fuck, that's different. Not them, <laughs> that's them fighting offensive. words. That's more offensive. Yeah. Them fighting words, bro. Are there specific racial slurs <laughs> depending on which Asian country you're from? Um, I'm not too sure. I didn't really How get about... into that big hate speech thing. <laughs> you did, you never got that into it. <laughs> no, I didn't. It always kept it myself in like school and stuff. Never got in arguments well, to be called like a racial slur. Well, what year did you graduate high school? 2015. Holy shit! When did you graduate high school? Uh, 99 you fucking old as hell god damn <laughs> 2015 was like three years ago man that was like right before corona it wasn't life. even <laughs> yes it is oh my god so from about 2011 25 in like three in, in, in like two years yeah. and some change i'm just saying it wasn't that long ago but what school did you go to? Ridgeview? Oh, hell no. I went to Crestwood Sumter. Oh, you okay. Okay. Yeah, I was um, from Sumter. Wait, wait, Sumter, wait. Mark City. So in, in Sumter, South Carolina. It's relevant that it's South Carolina. For four years, from 2011 to 2015, you were not called any racial slurs? No, not. Holy besides- shit. I mean, I, st- I stuck to myself. I was the quiet kid. But you didn't like, get picked on either? I got bullied here and there but for my slanted eyes, but they, you know, they just say chinky. Be like, who's this okay. chinky dude? And be like, okay. Or that's not a racial slur. Oh, to me, it doesn't. I mean, it's not because it don't really bother me. To other people, it might. Most of the things that, that I've been sl- called is like a wetback, and that didn't bother me because I'm not even Spanish. Does that show some sort of growth of our children in the right direction? Because if we're talking about 
1995 to 1999, I heard racial slurs of all kinds towards all people all the time on a daily basis. Do you think that we've progressed significantly in 15 years in that specific area that it's not as common as it used to be? In, in a way. So certain parts of different areas, I've been told there's like straight up racism. It's still a live thing for people. It's still easy for people to come out with a racial slur, like it's saying, hey, how are you? Just things like that. And it, it progressed slowly from, you know, when you were a young kid, you old yeah. bastard. Yeah, it was, a, it was a while ago. What? I was like you 10 years it. ago. You don't get it at work either? I mean, I get it when I piss somebody off, but I just brush it off. Yeah. Like, chinky bastard. You wet back. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, this wet back about to get off and fuck your mama. I feel like you said, as you said, a wet back is wrong. Like, it's an incorrect racial slur because you are not. I'm not. They, just see, they, they see Hernandez and they're like, oh, yeah, this man did not vote for Trump. That, that that's what they but, see oh wait wait but you did right we we mind your business stay in your lane bro stay in your lane you, you, you don't want to talk about that <laughs> we can I talk about that it. Was one of the... <laughs> yeah i i voted i voted for trump all right so i mean i'm gonna say i'm proud of it but i was cool with his, his gun laws was that the main, like, what would be your top three reasons? There was only one reason, the gun laws. Oh, that was it. <laughs> yeah, that was it. That was it. I mean, everything else, I don't really care. MAGA, all this shit, cool, awesome. You got my vote What was he guns. doing? It's just uh, like, he's he's a big supporter of the firearms versus, like, Biden. And, you know, it's, it's, it, it doesn't bother me, but in a way it does, because people say that, guns are the problem when they're really not and it's really the people you know because you have firearms yeah, yourself yeah yeah i don't yeah <laughs> I, but do. I don't know if you're like a gung-ho person that carries a gun on him 24 7 but like, yeah man this is my uh my glock 19x with the trs 7 on it and everything i have hollow points in this but fuck around to find out or you could be like one of those guys that keep it in the center console concealed and all that, or you can be open about it and be like, you want to fuck? I mean, like if you're in a fight and you are getting your ass beat, I don't feel like that's the reason for you to pull out your gun. Now, if you are in a fight and the man pulls out a knife, yeah, pull your gun out. The man's about to kill you. So why not beat him to the punch from like four feet away with some hollow points? Everything else that was going on politically between, I guess it was, it was Biden and Trump or what was it? Clinton and Trump. That's what, that's what it was, right? Talking about uh, who against, who went against it. It was Hillary Clinton. Yeah, it was Clinton and then Biden. But everything else aside, any, any, stance that you would have on taxes or abortion or immigrants 
the the gun shit was the, the sticking biggest, point for you. Yeah, that was but, the biggest thing but for me. What has this isn't a sarcastic question. What has happened to gun laws since Biden has been in? I don't think that anything has changed, has it? No, nothing has happened, but you know people will try to protest firearms. You get enough protesters and you can get things done. You get enough people on board on the ship and the ship will sail. But it hasn't happened yet. I mean, I believe that you shouldn't, you know, get rid of firearms. I mean, yeah, school shootings, they're they're a thing. They're a huge fucking thing in the United States of America. How a 15-year-old can acquire an AR-15 is really unethical. It's very... (laughs) It's a very bad thing. It's a very bad thing. And when he's not mental about it, it's just... The fuck? Like, you go to a school with kids that, you know, are trying to live their lives and grow up to be something. Yeah, enforce those laws. I mean, like, yeah, I believe all firearms, you have to be at least 21 to purchase, but to purchase it, you also have to go through a class. Your, your record has to be clean. It's like the same thing for like getting a CWP in South Carolina. You have to take a class and you have to prove that you know what you're doing with firearms. Have you taken you, that class? Yeah, I have I have a CWP. But now yeah. it's a it's an open carry state, but you still have to carry you have to have a CWP to open carry. But it's CWPs are now? Yeah, CWPs are, are basically free right now. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Do you do you see that often out there? Uh here and there. Like I'll, uh, I'll Man, see it like it's huge here. It's huge. Open carry. Yeah. Where are you at? Connecticut. In Colorado. Same thing. It's already seized. <laughs> yeah, almost the exact opposite. But like, Connecticut's just next door, so you good. I have a weird relationship with that because I agree with you that it's not the gun's fault and that it's the people, but the fact that the people can get a gun so easily, like there's definitely some people always want to put it on one or the other. I think we just have the perfect mixture of both where that shit just isn't the way we're doing it. Isn't working out. But if somebody, if if they were to pass a law, that said, all right, like no more guns. You got to turn in your guns and it applied to everyone, like everybody in America. Like, I don't think I'd be super mad about it. Like I wouldn't go to war over needing to keep them. I bought them for fun, but it's so expensive to shoot them now that like, there's not any fun to be had unless I want to spend four hundred dollars right for a couple hours of fun it's like well this is pointless so they just honestly had you come into my house and taken them i wouldn't even know that they were missing you know like i don't look at them i don't like take it and lay it on my bed and stare at it you know they just sit there so i I agree with that i used to carry in south carolina and i felt like a moron like, I felt so weird, like, going to the mall, let me let me hide my gun in my pants 
like this is fucking weird i could never get used to the i always knew it was there and it would always be on my mind like i'm walking into the grocery store with a gun it's like why do and then whenever you have to like bend over to get something it's just like oh shit the shit's showing someone's gonna call the cops on me yeah and there are certain places that like you said like you can't legally take it but if you're actually carrying it for protection you would want to illegally take it into these places anyway but then if someone sees that you have it in this illegal place you can get in a shitload of trouble you can get your license taken firearm ticket it's like oh this is just bullshit so then i became i became the car guy like i'll just put it in my glove box i'll put it in my center console and that's fine but then i kind of got the fear of we have a lot of break-ins here into cars yeah and it's like oh i don't want somebody if somebody broke into my car right now they would get uh, like a water bottle and my sunglasses. Damn, that's right. I would be pissed if somebody broke in there and stole like a thousand dollar pistol out of there. Like that's not worth it. I've had people say like that, you know, like they're worth some money. You don't really seem to give a shit about them. Like, why don't you just sell them and get rid of them? Take that money and do something cool with it. And I, let's say that I sold the pistol and then six months from now I find myself in a situation where I could have needed it. You'd be like, damn, I really could use this gun. And then like, let's say that Joni gets murdered or something. And it's like, not that there's really like the slightest possible chance of that happening, but imagine how stupid I would feel like, Oh, I could have stopped this. You could have prevented it. Uh, I don't, would I have, or would I freak the fuck out because there's some dude pointing a gun at us? Like, am I really going to be like the hero? You know, it's, situations like that, like, it's just like for new officers here, right? Whenever you join the Department of Corrections, you don't think you're going to get into like, any altercations that involve you taking your hand, putting your hands on inmates, but you do. And like I'm putting it into this uh, gun perspective because everyone freezes up when it comes to a use of force. Because there's a lot of things that go in your mind when you're into going into use of force with it. It's just like the same thing with, I, I believe it would be the same thing with like pointing a gun at someone. So, for us, we're trying to shoot an inmate if he crosses that fence. If his if his body, his whole body is over that fence and he's jumping, he's running, give him three directives to stop and shoot his ass. So you obviously one three Yeah three, three chances first. Three chances to stop. <laughs> okay. Okay. I mean, no no warning shots. Warning shots are not a thing. If you're gonna if you're gonna point to shoot, you gotta point to kill. Most people I believe would freeze because it's just like fighting. Like you would fight somebody or you would inside a fight, but you would sit there, talk your shit, but you would freeze, lock up and just be like, do I want to do this? And then all that shit goes through your mind. Cause I know my first yeah. time, like 
handling, putting my hands on an inmate that wasn't patting down with, with the use of force. It was like, that was the first thing that went through my damn mind was like, I'm going to get a fucking lawsuit if I fuck this up. Now I know what to do and it doesn't bother me. It's just like second nature to me. Just get in there and just get his ass on the ground. And that's what I try to tell new officers too. It's just like, don't, if you feel like you can do excessive force, don't. If you get them on the, if you get them on the ground, you place them on handcuffs, if he complies, stop. That's like the biggest thing. So like, if you have a gun, Sean, and and you're about to shoot somebody and the man gets on the ground for you because he obviously has his two hands and the prayer of God and you have the hammer of God in your hand. I think you should just hold the gun right there if, if he decides to get, you know, stiffy with it and just like takes a knife out of his butt pocket and try to stab you or something. Yeah, shoot his ass. But if he complies, then no. <laughs> then, then don't shoot the damn man. So how was all this shit happening with the officers outside of the prison where they're just shooting these people that are complying? You're talking as in like police departments? Yeah, yeah. Police departments, I I can't say a lot on them because you see like being a correctional officer and being in law enforcement and also being a civilian, not being a part of like the police department, you kind of see like both sides of it. But to see somebody that's actually wrong for shooting somebody that's unarmed, like there was this Facebook video going around and the guy had a gun in his hand. They end up getting the guy out of the car on the ground. The gun was away. Like he couldn't reach it. it. It came out of his hand. So the new, the I wouldn't say new. The, I'm just gonna say the police officer. Police officer actually came up, panicked, and shot the man in the head. Like, yeah, it's cool to panic, but it's not cool to panic with the gun in your hand. Right. Like it was on the other side it's- of the car, and I saw her because it showed all three body cams. She ran across, or she ran around, came over, bop, game over. I was like, damn, didn't even hesitate. While he was on the ground. While he was on the ground. It was kind of like. It was just, was it a traffic stop? Like on the. It was, yeah, it was a POI traffic stop. Like. Okay, but it was just the one dude. He didn't have somebody else with him in the car. There, yeah, there was, there was a girl in the car, but she got out and she complied. But the other one, he was, he was obviously being like suspicious, didn't want to get out of the car for this, that, and that reasons. And it was just like, man, if, if you just take the second and just look and see that the gun is not right there, but also that second can save your life. It's just like, you know, you kind of know you, you can play both sides, but you can't play both sides with it. So like, you could have taken a second to see that the gun's not in his hand. But it could also take him a second to just, like, shuffle, grab it, and shoot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but a longer second than it would take you to realize that that's what he's doing, right? Like, the amount of time it would take him to get to the gun. Well, if you don't have, give you like, plenty of proper... Time. If you don't have, like, proper, like, 
restraints on the man or you don't have him down enough to like stop that movement it's just it, it's gonna be the end of it it's either gonna be the end of you or him so like it's like you understand the officer but at the same time that's pretty fucked up like that that's the catch 22 so i in my i think i don't i don't want to say because i don't no, I didn't read anything about it. I just know that it she she might have got fired. She might have got locked up. But a lot of officers do get locked up for that stuff. Unless they're you have deemed not guilty. Which I think is what people end up getting so fucking mad about. Is that the shit does happen, which maybe the general consensus of people can understand how tense of a situation it is and how mistakes could be made. But then the mistake is made and nobody's held accountable for it. That it's like, Oh, not, not guilty. It's kind of like, it's, it's, it's a little weird to hear like somebody from a minority community saying that they can understand the scenario because generally you wouldn't you wouldn't take those two things and put them together so like i think your point of view on it is a little more interesting than like another white guy but then again like you say you haven't really felt targeted in certain ways as a minority yeah i don't know why a lot a lot of them do uh I, I mean, I don't portray myself as like a dumbass, or in a way, I do portray myself as a dumbass. Do dumbass shit. <laughs> but it's just like, I don't know, I've never been targeted like that, ever. Like, here and there, like, chinky fat fuck, or you wet back and stuff. I'm like, okay, eh? Oh, oh, okay. Did you want a cookie Did for you, that? Have you been in South Carolina your whole life? Majority of my life, yes. Yeah. Dude, that's... I mean, maybe the South Carolina that I grew up in is just not the same anymore. Maybe, you know, the South is still behind in a lot of progressive ways, but maybe even though it's behind, it's still progressing. It's still... It's, it it is. Know, advancing, which is good. But it's just like also where you're at like yeah but isn't you grew up in sumter yeah i did that is a more country more that's a very country poor white redneck that's like like that's like the you see a lot of carolina lifts or squatted trucks playing gucci music (laughs) in sumter at the sonic so you would eh? Okay. Well, see, there's a difference there between like the squatted truck crowd isn't really the same as the racist crowd. A lot of those kids are actually very involved with black music, black culture, shit like that. So maybe, yeah, I mean, maybe there's something. They were that. probably they were probably raised in the um, the Sperry's and Nike socks era era. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> hey, the Sperry's are still going strong. Yeah, they Last are. Last time I was there, I saw I saw plenty of those. With the, with the, with the Nike socks with it, it wasn't a big, it wasn't a cup of tea for it. I can't stand that look. Like the all white Nike, like Air Force with the all white socks pulled up. Really? You can't? What? That's like. What? Is that what you do? If I, well, you let me put not. it like this. If, if, I, I if I'm wearing white shoes, I'm going to wear white Nike socks. If I, if I'm going to the gym and I'm wearing my white shoes, I'll wear my low cut Why? Nike socks. Okay. So that's a good start. Low cut. So you're not seeing the sock. The sock's not pulled up halfway up your leg. But why are you wearing all white shoes to start with? I, I don't know. That's just what. So if I'm gonna wear, but that's just. But what I'm saying is like, if I wore white shoes, it's gonna be white socks. If it's black shoes, I wear black socks with it. Or if it's dark color, I wear the the black socks with it. But you, it would always be you, like the the, lo, the long half cut uh half i mean um halfway up your leg socks you would wear all black shoes like all black athletic shoes not like dress shoes no uh i would yeah i would okay. yeah i would you would i would yeah anytime that you see somebody doing that it looks like they work in a restaurant are you dogging me are you mad because your jordans are fake <laughs> Sean, is that it? My Jordans aren't fake. I can't tell. None of my shoes are fake. I thought he's supposed to be hooping. The man's over here doing the ballerina stance. I think from the times that I have met you, that you have a pretty good sense of style. So I'm just surprised to hear (laughs) that you would wear all black athletic shoes. Like all black boots, all black dress shoes. Those are fine. That's also for Chelsea, too, because your boy used to be like a heavy khaki shorts kind of guy. <laughs> okay, okay. Because, like, you really can't go That's wrong with good. khaki shorts. Yes, you can. How? You go wrong with khaki you, shorts khaki, every time. Every, every time, time you wear khaki shorts, it's always like you can go, you can put this this shirt with those shoes. It's such what a neutral shirt? color. What shirt are you so, putting? So if you put a pat, if you put a pink shirt, with the khaki shorts, you could put the white, the white shoes, or the black shoes. Oh my dude! Because it's such, oh it's such god. a neutral color. Oh my god! And now, if you I just wore... described to me like a salmon-colored T-shirt, yeah, kind of like what I'm wearing shorts, now, and all white shoes. Yeah, you. That is a that <laughs> that's fashion right there. It's it's just this is, like this is the group that you just made fun of driving the squatted trucks. Yeah, but that thing is, is, I don't, they look I don't like. drive the truck. I, I drive a V six Charger. <laughs> but if you were outside of your car, wait, why did you specifically take a shot at yourself by putting the V six in front of it? You because called I'm, yourself I could, out. I mean, how am I calling myself? I, I love my car. Well, yeah, I wish it was an RT. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a different ball game, Sean. Okay. It's a different ball game. I want to beat you to the punch. I didn't know it was a, the small engine version. I think that Dale said something about it. Yeah, see, we went to small, small engine, but good gas mileage. Make fun of me all you want. I'm saving money on gas. That's one way to look at it. That's good. <laughs> That's the only way to look at it. Do me a favor. And... Oh no, 
I'm gonna write this down so that I can ask Chelsea about it when I talk to her. What are you gonna ask her? I'm gonna ask her about your shoes. But it was a but. There's nothing wrong with khaki shorts. Nothing. I think. I think that the reason. So I think that we're getting somewhere now. The reason you've never felt attacked as a minority is because you have just infiltrated like the white man style so well. It wasn't a white man style. It was my style. That's all. (laughs) What are you talking about? I always, it was always a thing because I feel like if you have khaki shorts, you can wear anything in the world with it. You put a graphic tee on. It, it could be like a colorful one. And you could just put white bands on that bad boy. And white Nike socks. Did you say white vans? White vans with white Nike socks. Like like slip-on vans? No, nah, I wouldn't say all that. You got to learn how to tie your shoes. Okay. Okay. I, have, I haven't owned okay. any of those at all. I don't want people to think I don't want to tie my shoe. <laughs> You wouldn't want that. No, because they're going to tell me to get Skechers. Oh, dude, those are the worst. I, I heard I heard that in uh, like middle school. Like one guy was wearing the slip-on bands, and they were arguing. And that, he said, that's why you don't know how to tie your shoes. You might as well buy Skechers to save money. And I was like, damn, that's, I'm not that mad hurt on the inside. <laughs> I was in middle school and you still remember it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, sir. It, that, that, that was a crazy moment. Cause I don't know why the hell they were arguing. It was over a seat. You know, how possessive middle schoolers and high schoolers could get over like this one seat that they always been sitting yeah. in for like that's two the, months. And boom. I got one last thing before you go. Well, you got anything that you want to talk about? No, I'm just here for you, so I don't get my uh, ass beat. Oh, <laughs> okay. So that's what I wanted to ask you about. Every time you see me, every time I come up, for some reason, you have a fear of getting your ass beat. But the first time that I met you, you took my girlfriend out onto the dance floor. Negative. Negative, Ghost Rider. You came up to me with your girlfriend and said, hey dance with her and what did i reply with so i don't remember what did you i say? remember what i said i said don't beat my ass <laughs> she wanted to dance so bad man and i just i just can't do it i feel like it's the one thing that i will just forever disappoint her with sean if, he, if you don't have rhythm just say it get out well i i don't but i also don't really know like, I don't know what to do you just out there. Get- and I don't want to just do whatever. And also, I don't want to be seen doing it. Like, every step of the way bothers me. But the fact that you helped her with that was awesome. Because she never would have gone out there by herself. Like She wasn't just going to wander out there. So, I appreciate that. No problem. But well, we'll be cool we started that. knowing each other in a very cool way. Oh, of course. You're a cool guy. But you're, uh, you're, you're... <laughs> you just look threatening to me. That's what it is. Do I look 
threatening. Yes. Okay, I had. Okay, I had well, more. It, it, you could fill out but, the que- You could finish the question, does, but the answer is yes. Is it specifically my size? Yes. Or is it some sort of like look that I'm giving? Because I don't feel like I look like the angry guy that no, you, you look shouldn't like approach or shouldn't talk to. You look like a guy that would <laughs> beat my ass if I said something oh. about your dreadlock. That that's what you look like. Okay, but you're not. That's the thing. Like you're cool. I had the dreads when yeah, I did. When yeah, you did. And the first thing I said to you when I first met you was like, "God damn, did he eat the whole thing of creatine?" It works. Creatine works. Oh yeah, it does, man. It. I just, oh man, I can't live without that creatine. I put that shit in my BCAA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, drink that. But yeah, you just have you just you look like you have a threatening aura around you, like you can just like. See, I don't think that that's a common thing that I've heard from other people. So I'm curious what it is. So when you go to the gym, right? And like, okay. when you go to the gym, say you go to a new gym and like, you don't go up to anybody, but you also notice that no one goes up to you or just kind of like <laughs> yeah. stares at yeah. you. And you'd be like, yo, and they're that probably happens. thinking, they're probably thinking like, man, this man gets mad. I can't. I can't fight him. That, that's what I think. Like, if you lose your shit, Sean, like, hey, who, who's going to fucking stop you? It's sure it's not going to be me. It seems like the only people that come up to me and talk to me that don't know me are super annoying people. I, I've had an encounter with that, like, twice. And I, I really hope I don't have a third time with that. Because I wear um, anime stuff when I go to the gym. I wear like my Demon Slayer hoodie, my My Hero Academia hoodie. What I go because those are my workout hoodies. All right, now I'll have my Attack on Titan where it says Titans Gym on the front, and it has a barbell on the Colossal Titan or my Demon Slayer t- uh, tank top. It's just like I've attracted two people that just won't leave me alone when I'm working out other dudes yeah and it was just like this one guy white guy blonde hair white blue eyes i'll never forget him because he's about fucking 19 and he goes to the gym and he would just be doing that that thing that they do on attack on titan with the scouts just like do that little salute i'm like yeah i watched the damn show but i don't do shit like that that's fucking weeb <laughs> he does but yeah, it to you when he yeah, sees yeah he you. yeah he does <laughs> uh, the oh my god and like the tattoos too, like cute. Like the first time he saw that tattoo, it was just like, "Yeah, it's cool. Thanks for recognizing it. But please, just let me do my bicep curls, man." <laughs> like in my mind, I'm like, "I just want to work out." If you're not it's here, it's a Rengoku, right? It's, it's Rengoku, Madara, Deku, and Aaron from Attack on Titan. You don't feel like my hero is. Oh, ho, 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 before you finish that, don't you ever, if you're about to disrespect it, you better stop, Sean. I can't fight you. Okay. But go ahead and continue right. your phrase or whatever no, you're going to say. Move, no, go ahead and say it. it. Are you scared, Sean? 
I think that it's massively overrated. And I think that it continuously gets worse and worse. Mad shots. I didn't realize But how it keeps getting you are. more and more popular. Demon Slayer is, is top tier. Top anime. tier anime. That second season of Demon Slayer right there, that was like I always rewatched that that um fight with um Tengen. Because like that I, I've never seen a fight scene like that besides Naruto. And it was a uh, Madara and Guy. That t- that fight scene right there where you feel like that Tengen was about to fucking die and it wasn't worth it and that I don't know if you watch you watched it. Please tell me you watched it or am I just spoiling for you? No, I've watched it. Okay. It's just like that that cliffhanger on that that second last episode, man, that shit had me. I thought I was like, oh I was like, oh my god. The fuck? I was like, no fucking way, man. Tondro's about to be a fucking demon. Tengen's dead. What's, what's going to go on with Nezuko? Like, it, it ain't worth it. But I had to wait. And it was just like, the fuck, man? I was hurt. That was like inside depression kind of shit right there, man. Hit a different ball game. <laughs> yeah, you're really connected to it. It was just... It, it was different. Because, like... If I had to top, if I had to put my my enemies in order, Demon Slayer would obviously be first, then Attack on Titan, then My Hero Academia. Naruto was first, but then All right. have you have you not watched any anime that hasn't come out in like the last three years? Like, uh, no, like I have the top because <laughs> my friend my friends obviously from Michael and Van Norman aren't big anime guys, right? Like I am, and like. Well, you can relate because you watch anime. You're a nerd too, a nerd with mm. dreads. Mm. Just say it, Sean. You went to Comic Con. I did. Just say it. I did. Say dressed it. up as a character say from. Yeah, I was. I was like jealous. That. I was jealous. I I, I aspire to have your confidence to walk around without a shirt. Yeah, I wasn't confident. But you I weren't anyway. No. Man, I was like, damn, those unbelievable pecs. Damn. That man work hard for that shit. Appreciate but it's just like you it it's different. Like Ben Norman and Fromica can talk all day about cars and I don't even know what a fucking camshaft is. All I know is that I have to replace my oil and rotate my tires. <laughs> Every so yeah, often. I heard about your oil change. Hey, story. mind your business. Shut the hell up. <laughs> it was a Subaru, man. I, l- listen, it was a one-time thing. It wouldn't happen again. You don't have any f- You don't have any <laughs> friends that, that watch the shit that you can talk to about it? Not, no, not really. Oh, shit. Like that Norman, he was, uh, he would talk to me about it. Like, yeah it's a good show and everything but that's all he'll say he won't get into depth about the characters and stuff did you think it was a disservice to introduce rengoku and then immediately in the span of one movie bro kill him bro when i tell you i was 
fucking mad. <laughs> How are you going to introduce this guy to put a flame in his heart and inspire him to be a Hashira? <laughs> and then in a span of 45 fucking minutes, put a donut in his chest like the damn demon had a 12-gauge buckshot. Like, that shit was crazy. It seemed that like was... a lot of, like, background, a lot of story, a lot of effort being put into this dude, and then just gone. And it seems like people really attached to him. Like, tons of people, that's their favorite character. And, like, I thought Tengen was kind of annoying. But Don't you disrespect him like that again. Okay, how do you watch it? You watched the Japanese version? Yeah. Okay. See, I like to as well. But sometimes How, I watch however, it with children. And when I watch it with children, I have to watch the English version. I'm sorry. And have you ever watched an episode in English? I did, and I did not like it. Yeah, because so much of... When you listen to... A Japanese actor, you don't know the language, so poor delivery or stupid delivery can't bother you. But when you watch the English version, you know the language, it, so when it's poorly acted, it's you can it's tell. horrible. And it, like it, you know, Skay's English voice actor, oh god, is the absolute worst voice worst. actor I've ever heard. His his whole personality is different because of the way his character is acted is there anything that you wanted to say before we go yeah sure uh follow me on instagram uh it's chinky fried rice and my name's nathan hernandez and i eat ass don't cut that out